Oh, Norm MacDonald. This is a bit heartbreaking for me. Uh, I just wanted to bring you this as a way of eulogizing one of the most influential comedic voices in my youth. I remember when I was a kid, I would stay up late and watch Dave Letterman when Letterman had just moved to CBS. And I would sometimes even set my VHS tape recorder to record him in the wee hours of the morning and then watch it in the morning before going to school. And I saw Norm MacDonald uh, do a bit on Letterman, and I still remember just thinking, who is this weird guy with this deadpan delivery? If, you, if you're not very familiar with Norm, he's really a comics comic. I mean, he is quite absurdist. I say is, was quite absurdist, quite uh, almost vaudevillian, and was an inspiration to the likes of Letterman and Conan O'Brien and Jim Carrey. He... Um, he's Canadian originally, and he started out professionally writing on uh, Roseanne in the early 90s uh, when that sitcom was huge, and he got picked up by Saturday Night Live in the mid-90s, and he did lots and lots and lots of jokes about O.J. Simpson during the O.J. Simpson trial, which pissed off uh, the head of NBC. I can't remember exactly what um, position that guy had, but he was a friend of O.J.'s, and Norm got fired unceremoniously after just three years of doing of being one of the best weekend update anchors at the Saturday Night Live news desk ever. Uh, and he was beloved. He went off and did his own show, never really reached the same peaks uh, in the past 10 or 20 years as he had in the 1990s. And uh, one of the highlights of my hosting television hosting presenting experience in um in new york city was having him on half post live which i think was in 2015 and uh, he and i hit it off to a sufficient extent that we exchanged phone numbers and would continue to text each other and and uh, occasionally bump into each other thereafter and it was i was like it was like that for me was the definition of having made it uh, not interviewing the bigger name celebrities and the politicians and stuff like that which we did on Huffpost live too but for someone like norm to just be in your presence doing his thing so cool so comfortable yet so awkward which was part of his shtick I just loved it. I felt like I didn't have to do anything. So I just wanted to bring you this interview. It, the audio is not great. It's been ripped from video. So sometimes it, my voice jumps. So if you hear something that doesn't sound quite right, then that's probably just a technical glitch. There may be physicalities that you don't quite get from the audio. So in that case, you can always go to YouTube and find the original version of it. But just listen to this mind with no material no gags, no punchlines, just an endless quest for the weird, the awkward, the absurd, the slightly off-putting. I loved it. I hope you do too. This is a, a little look back at my encounter with Norm MacDonald on HuffPost Live in 2015. time at Saturday Night Live to his years of stand-up and sitcom appearances, Norm MacDonald is one of America's most beloved comics. So who better to be part of the judges panel on NBC's newest season of Last Comic Standing? Here's a look at what to expect. I'm an Iranian homo. <laughs> I am. 
Mehran Kagani, I think it's impossible not to love you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I like when you say Ronnie and homo a lot. <laughs> I think what you're saying, Norm, if he just come out here and just said homo over and over again, he'd be your favorite comic of all time? I'm saying if I had the guts to come out of the closet, he'd be the guy I'd go to first. Yeah! Norm joins me now. Thanks for being hey, here. Hey, Josh. Good to see you, buddy. Actually, you haven't been on yet. On what? On Half Post Live. Yeah, yeah I've never been on. Well, I, I, I don't live in New York City. And I know. So, uh, it's no excuse. Just fly in for it. That's true. No, uh, I love Half Post Live. I see it all the time. Good. Just in clips. When I found out it was a half hour, I was kind of shocked. I, I, <laughs> you I thought I was just going to do 90 seconds with you and just nail exactly what I need to know. Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought your skill was. <laughs> Uh, what's it like to be a judge of other comics rather than performing yourself? Well, I'm very judgmental, so you know it, it, it suits my skill sets uh, perfectly. You know that saying, uh, "Judge uh, not, lest you be judged." Uh -huh. I think it may have been Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I'm not sure. I think that's correct. Of and, Nazareth, not the other one. Yeah, not Jesus H. Christ. No, um, but. Um, I disagree. I think, you know, judge. Judge away. Yeah, judge all you can. And I always want to be a judge because, uh, well, I mean, I wanted to be a proper judge, you know, where I have a man's life in my hands. But in, in this thing, you just get to, uh, you get to say, uh, you're not, you're not funny. Who told you you were funny? Seriously, some of these people, I swear to God, I can't imagine him even being the funniest person in a room, let alone a professional comedian. Uh, and I was thinking, like, who told, did, who was it that told you you were funny? Because that person, you know, owes you a lot of uh, money because you're following a dream that's impossible to catch. Maybe after judging the, whether the comics are good, yeah. you could then have the people who told them to become comics on and yeah. you can deliver actual punishments. <laughs> yeah, I could judge them. Because <laughs> I, I take it that there's no punishment for being a bad comic on Last Comic Standing. It's not, it's not like a judge uh, no. in the sense that you can't actually lock them up in a cage in prison for 25 years if they do a bad job. Yeah, no, you can't, uh, you can't uh, put them on death row. Were you actually interested in the law? Was that ever a thing? No, I was just interested in being a judge. <laughs> you know you have to learn the law to be a judge. Well, no, I, I always... Don't, judges don't just act on whims, they have, unless they're on the Supreme Court. But I always then, thought I meant to just say to a guy, like, okay, it's come time for your penalty phase. You get uh, life or death. <laughs> I always thought those were funny. Um, uh, th those are the two things that, that you get. So as well uh, as... The being... opposite things, you know. The guys obviously stand there going, damn, I hope I get life. <laughs> you know, I'm getting kind of used to it. It's all I've ever known. Yeah. And I don't want death, especially on that hot chair. So in, a, in addition to being a, a tragic How about that hot chair? Well, the hot chair? No, I'm just saying when you think of ways to kill someone, it wouldn't be the first that came to mind. Go, God, let's get a highest chair we can. So A chair so hot, <laughs> it would boil a man's insides, you know? <laughs> It seems like, uh, in, in addition to being an indictment of America's criminal justice system, the death penalty is amusing to you. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I am against the death penalty. As, as one of your uh, great poets said, uh, I shall have nothing to do with, I shall die, but that's all I shall have to do with death. 
camera who it was, but probably not an Australian. Ah, yeah, Sounds a bit Australian for an Aussie. Oh, Aussies, man, they they have poets. Yeah, we had a couple. Yeah, maybe three. Yeah, yeah. Australian rules football poets. Do you like it? You're a big golf fan. Do you watch any Australian rules? Well, when I watch uh, sports like Australian rules football, I go, man, they must look at real football and go, what? We do. Because, like, you know, in real football, you throw and you run, and then you rest for, like, five minutes. You're like, ah, oh, ah, and then, you, you know, you take five minutes off to, to rest up. You guys, you never stop. Aussie right? Rules is a fast game. Yeah. We also don't understand the shoulder pads and the helmets and the pom-poms. Yeah, and who the needs that? And the singers and the fireworks. and the. It's like a monster truck rally or something. Yeah. Am I watching football or is this a show? What is, yeah. What's going on here? The hell show is me this? a game. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I would love to live in Australia and watch Australian Rules football. We'll have you. And you don't. Know, come. We're not, huh? not going to keep Norm MacDonald out. You can come. Do they have this show here? Yeah, we're everywhere because we're online. Do they have Skippy the Bush Kangaroo? They do have Skippy the Bush Kangaroo, which <laughs> to viewers who don't know it is sort of a, it's a ripoff of Lassie, yeah. but instead of a dog, it's a kangaroo <laughs> a bush who can kangaroo. communicate with a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like when I grew up, it's one of those things where when you're growing up watching it, yeah. it's just the thing that's on TV. So yeah. why would you even spare it a second thought? You wouldn't but now that I'm sitting it. here with you and uh, you point out the absurdity of the show, <laughs> I suddenly realize. Well, also I feel like, uh, you know, Lassie, is a dog, but I feel like a, a bush kangaroo would be a, a very dangerous pet. They're not that dangerous. A, a bush kangaroo? Well, a bush just, I mean, that just means the outback. I mean, bush makes it sound villainous. Yeah, yeah. It just take away, what if you just changed its name to Skippy the Cute Kangaroo? No, but uh, uh, as far as I know, a bush kangaroo is a carnivore. No. No leaves and things. Oh, I don't think there's such a thing as a bush kangaroo. I think you're getting caught up on this adjective. Oh, it's just a kangaroo. It's just a kangaroo. What other, it's not going to be an urban kangaroo. Well, you're right. Yeah. So you're saying they don't even need the bush. It's redundant. It's, it's a tautology. It's complete redundancy. It's it ridiculous. is tautology. Can we get the can we get the producers of Skippy the Bush Kangaroo on the phone and uh, <laughs> ask them exactly why it was called? I thought of a great uh, uh, show because I love Skippy the Bush Kangaroo so much, <laughs> and I was thinking of a. Uh, of a sequel, you know, uh, for the younger children. Joey the Bush Kangaroo. Baby. No, Skippy the Bush Joey. Skippy the Bush Joey. It doesn't baby have kangaroo. the same run. It doesn't. Maybe yeah. like Puffy the Baby Deer. Yeah. I'm trying to think what the equivalent here in North America would be where you don't have kangaroos. I deer just think with children would be very, but you think, I'll tell you who children even worse than being around a bush kangaroo and a for an Australian child? Being around Rolf Harris. <laughs> You're just coming out with the obscure Australian references. Nobody <laughs> in America knows who Rolf Harris is. They do don't? They? I don't oh. think so. Rolf, Rolf Harris is a, an old music kind of, he's a, I guess he's a folk musician and comedian who now lives in the UK, who it turns out may or may not have been a pedophile. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but he, was a, he was a good man. Compared to Jimmy Seville, none of this will play very well in America. This is going to be huge in the UK and Australia. <laughs> They're going to love you, Norm. Uh, I want to take a look at the moment when after, after you'd gotten, uh, you, you lost your job at Saturday Night Live, they <laughs> then invited you back on to host oh, like 18 right. months later, right? Yeah, it was odd. Yeah, and uh, you, were, you were kind of musing on stage in your introduction mm -hmm. about ha what had happened since you obviously weren't funny yeah. enough to yeah. be on the show, but now you're suddenly funny enough to host the show, and this was your explanation. I was ruminating. You were ruminating. Let's take a look at your explanation. Then it occurred to me, I haven't gotten funnier. 
the show has gotten really bad. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm funny compared to, you know, well, you'll see later. But... Okay, so let's recap. The bad news is I'm still not funny. The good news is the show blows. I remember when I was doing that, and you can hear it if you listen to it, but the writers uh, uh, booed uh, during that, you know. After not writing anything for the entire show, <laughs> they, they booed. It's ballsy. It's a ballsy thing to do. I assume you wrote that. Did you run it by? I mean, you must run it by. You must do the dress rehearsal and run it by the producers and the writers. I was going to do, do a thing that I thought would be really cool, and I was talked out of it. But I was going to do the, uh, the monologue, and then leave and let them do the rest of the show by themselves, which I thought would be good for the show because it would be, you know, they'd have to get together, band together and, you know, work around the fact that the, the host wasn't there and stuff like that. This was, this was, of course, in a period when Letterman had also, he still hadn't gotten over the fact that he'd been fired by, by NBC and <laughs> yeah, gotten yeah. the Tonight Show right. And uh, you went on Letterman, and I still remember seeing this. He was just fired up with anger and fury <laughs> on your behalf at the, at the pinheads at NBC. I want to take a look at Letterman. <laughs> oh, yeah, Letterman yeah. talking about this after you got fired. Look at this. <laughs> I tell you something, Norm, I'm very happy for you because uh, one or two times ago when you were on the show, you had been fired, you'd lost your job yeah. at uh, Saturday Night Live on the weekend update uh, yeah. because those people didn't have the guts to stand by you because <laughs> those people uh, wouldn't know funny if it bit them in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> and... They, of course, were hoping that they'd never hear from you again. Yes. They were hoping, of course, that they had squashed out another career. Right. They thought, oh, okay, that's it for him. <laughs> what, did it, what did that mean to have Letterman at your back? Oh, Letterman was, uh, was uh, so uh, kind to me. Yeah, that, one thing about being fired was, like, a lot of uh, cool guys I really loved, mostly Letterman, you know. He's my favorite guy ever. But Letterman and Stern and Gary Shannon and all these, Chevy and all these guys, like, jumped to my defense, which, which was really nice. But... Especially David Letterman, because uh, he was the reason I got into stand-up, and he's the reason that uh, I love comedy so much. Why? Can you elaborate on that? Because I, I feel David Letterman is the best comedian that I ever lived. Like, he was, uh, you know, he just turned everything on its ear. And I think, you know, people talk the way they do now because of uh, David Letterman, and he had uh, a great deal to do with... Uh, with, uh, you know, this irony-soaked uh, way people uh, converse nowadays, <laughs> even if they don't understand what they're doing. Yeah, and and he, there was a certain eloquence to the way that he'd deliver a gag, especially, I mean, not so much in his stand-up, but when he's interviewing someone. I mean, he was a huge inspiration to me as well, mm. to be able to to find the exactly perfect, articulate, almost overly formal words that he would use. Like, you know, he'd be, right. you know, he'd never say, uh, you know, enjoy a drink. He'd say, enjoy a delicious beverage or something, yeah. you know. <laughs> that, yeah, that, he, yeah, he'd use over-articulate uh, over words and, and uh, mix them with... Uh, um, you know, super old-timey uh, phrases that, that he enjoyed and stuff like that. Well, do you remember your, your first set on Yeah, I don't remember that. Long, long time ago. And uh, I remember because you get real afraid because, like, he had these other two guests on wherever they were, and then he had me, you know? So it was like, I can't remember who it was, but it was a big guest. 
Was it on late night, by the way, or had yeah, he moved to CBS? Uh, or it was back on NBC. On NBC and yeah. he would go. He would say, Harrison Ford is with us tonight, and, uh, you know, uh, David Bowie. But uh, the reason you're all, uh, you know, showing up, Norm MacDonald is with us. And he said that like six times. I was like, oh, my God. Like, and, uh, but it made me realize something about the David Letterman show. And it helped me because on all the other shows are different. But on the David Letterman show, um, um, like there's a joke going on. And uh, David Letterman's in on the joke. And uh, the studio audience is in on the joke. And Paul Schaefer and the band are in, is in on the joke. And even the audience is in on the joke. And the joke is the guest. It's you. <laughs> and once I realized that, then uh, I just started uh, fooling around with, with Dave. <laughs> Do you even remember the experience of doing that first set, or are you just totally numb like a deer in the headlights, thinking, oh, my God, I'm on Letterman's show. Oh, my God, I'm on Letterman's show. Well, um, I... I um, I know. I remember word for word. The funniest, because I always got on. I started doing stand up to get on the David Letterman show. So uh, once I got on the David Letterman show, I was so excited. And uh, then uh, I did it, and I did a specific joke, and he like kept uh, repeating the punchline for the rest of the show. So that made me like really, really, really happy. And uh, and then I remember going back after to my manager. And I was like, Hey, cool. You know, I'm done. Like, I'm finished. <laughs> I thought that was the end of the road. <laughs> and then he's like, well, maybe you could consider Saturday Night Live or he something. He said, yeah, oh, maybe you could do something else. Maybe you could do, like, uh, act. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I've achieved everything I want to achieve. To. It's yeah, done. Yeah, I've been yeah. on Dave. That was the end. Uh, of course, you did uh, iconic impressions of Dave on SNL yeah, as well. I did do an impression. I, I just <laughs> want to take a look at one of those. This is you oh, interviewing goodness. John Lovitz, who's playing Marv Albert, the sportscaster. Oh, yeah. He this told is, me he could this do This is when Marv Albert was being accused he of He told me he could do Marv Albert. And he couldn't? No. We will oh. see. Let's take a look. Anyway, later on, we have Jenna Elfman from the Dharma and Greg program coming on. You enjoy the... Uh, you enjoy the Dharma and Greg there, Paul? Yeah, great. Dharma, Greg. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I like uh, I like Greg on the show. You know, I think he's money in the bank. Does a good, solid job. You know, you can always depend on him. You know, but for my money, if you really want to be entertained, you know, what you got to go with, don't you? Kramer. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> when I was doing Letterman, it was very difficult because I don't, you know, I, I didn't really want to do a guy that was funnier than me, and I do it with any comment. So, uh, but the, but they cut out my my favorite thing because I wrote the sketch. You know, uh, my favorite thing, which was, I said, oh, uh, oh, Paul, one thing I, I forgot. I, I'll be right back, and then I had him leave, and then I ran around the building like <laughs> just for blocks around the building and then came back in it was like <sighs> <sighs> you know, <laughs> that's what Letterman used to do uh, yeah, in the yeah, first yeah, sort of yeah, five yeah, years yeah, or so yeah. of the CBS <laughs> yeah, right? he'd yeah, just yeah. run outside and he do, would some, just do some stupid stunt and then pretend that he'd just come back in from running exactly. yeah, the, fake, <laughs> so, the fake breathing so I was trying to do the I was just trying to get it to, to him doing at pure nothingness <laughs> as, as comedy. Uh, I want to bring in uh, bring in some of your fans who want to ask you questions. Oh, yes. Uh, so first up is Scott Bluebond. Hey, Scott. Hey, how are you? Great. You got a question? Yes, I've really enjoyed Norm's appearances on the Howard Stern show, and I was wondering if he ever thought about either joining the show, had talked to Howard about that, or maybe having his own show, 
on one of Howard's stations on Sirius Satellite Radio. Um, no, I haven't. But then again, I, I, I don't think of anything ever. I never think of anything. <laughs> yeah, you thought you were done the first time you'd yeah, been on Letterman. Yeah, yeah, Basically, my career is like people ask, people, other people think of stuff. And they go, you want to do this? And I'm like, maybe. We'll see what, first of all, we'll see what, and then after that, we'll see what the money is. What does that refer to? I don't like to say. What, can you give us a hint? Huh? Give us a hint what this refers to? This? Yeah. No, this is mine. <laughs> uh, on Saturday Night Live on the 40th uh, at, at reunion show, 40th anniversary show, right? Eddie Murphy was supposed to play Bill Cosby. Is yes, that right? that's, and, well, we wanted him to play Bill Cosby, yes. And th- he didn't want to. What was yes. that about? Well, he, uh, he thought that uh, all the facts were not in at that point. The documents had uh, yet to be unsealed. And uh, so um, being a big fan of uh, due process, uh, he decided it uh, not proper to, uh, to, assume, uh, to assume guilt. So it was, I thought it was very admirable because it would have got a huge, huge laugh, you know, him doing, doing Bill Cosby. And, uh, and I thought it was kind of cool that he went, uh, he, he, he doesn't need laughter. That's, he's kind of a zen-like guy, you know? Do you? When you talk to him, he's, he's, he's very calm. And then all of a sudden, he'll burst forth with the funniest thing you've ever heard. And then he returns to his, uh, to his equanimous state. It's very, very interesting to see. You, how do you figure out how much to share about what goes on behind the scenes at SNL? Because I know that you were talking about about Eddie not doing Bill Cosby on Howard Stern's show, and Seth Meyers wasn't crazy about that. He he came out about the deal and said, "I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't have told that that Seth, story." Seth Meyers said that. Yeah, he said, "I've got." Do we have the quote here? Just bring up the quote. He said, I, "I wouldn't have told it. I feel the same way. I think when you're at SNL, you're seeing so many different things behind the scenes. There are often things to give away that are, that are yours to give away." Norm played it in, in a way that is very Norm McDonald, and he went on to praise you. But I don't oh. know what that means. <laughs> I mean, how do you how do you choose what to reveal and what not to reveal, what to share and what not to share about an institution as powerful as SNL? I always think, what would Seth Meyers do? <laughs> <It's> ridiculous. <laughs> That's your. Do you have like a necklace or something with a WWSMD uh, on it? Yeah. Uh, and whenever you're in a pickle, just, yeah. just hold that. And yeah. What would Seth do? Yeah, because you know, if you really want to be really funny, then that's that's what you want to do. You want to think, what would make Seth Myers laugh? That's how I live my life. What do you think of his show? Of what show? The Seth Meyers show. It's not something I would do. What do you make of the entire landscape of, of late night changing so much now? I mean, with Leno, Leno out of the picture, with what yeah. Fallon's now, now doing, with Letterman gone, with Colbert coming, coming in, you had a very heartfelt and teary uh, goodbye to, uh-huh. to, to Letterman on uh-huh. one of his last shows. Well, I loved Letterman. I was too uh, young to understand uh, Johnny Carson. Everybody said he was the best. And I take it on faith, you know. But when Letterman came, then he was the voice of, of my generation, at least. And uh, and everyone since then has uh, has hasn't come close in my mind. But uh, there's too many, you know. In my 
there used to be two, you know, Letterman and uh, Carson Letterman. Yeah. And now there's a, at last count, I think there may be about, I think it was 40,000, someone told me. 40,000. Someone, someone told me 40,000. Yeah, 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 yeah. On the East Coast. Right. And so I said, uh, I said to myself, I says, I says to myself, I says, I says, I says. <laughs> no, it's all splintered, you know. Yeah. Uh, right. a great, I heard somebody say that. There's a great documentary about Carson if you want to get inside of why he was so great on Netflix. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called, but it gave me an insight for the first time showing oh, yeah, the old yeah. original stuff that he was doing when he was young and just how groundbreaking and how really sure. kind of, you know, boundary pushing the stuff that he was doing was. You should sure. look it up. Uh, yeah, because you're, you're used to like Graham Norton interviewing Sid James. And that's you. Graham Norton's not on in Australia. Right. I think, well, he wasn't when I was growing up. I don't know. Uh, you're getting your British and Australian very confused. I know. You've got Skippy and Remember the, the magic, the, the magic boomerang? No. Feller would throw up a boomerang, a little child, you know, would throw up a boomerang. And this is an Australian program. And, uh, time would stop. And then he would go and do something, you see. And then, uh, the boomerang. The boomerang would come back much later than an actual boomerang would, you know. But Why are you so familiar with arcane Australian television shows <laughs> that even I have never seen or heard of? <laughs> oh, I know lots of facts. Do you know that it's called Down Under? Really? Yeah. What is? Uh, Australia. Australia is called Down Under. Yeah, yeah. And also, if you spin, you spin the other way. If you spin, yeah. then you spin the other way. Yeah, you spin like a top. You, mm -hmm. know, you know how a top spins? Yeah, I know how a top spins. Well, in spins. Australia, a top spins the opposite way of a, of a top, uh, of a top uh, in America. What happens if you just spin the top the other way? Oh, I think, so. I think uh, uh, something happens with the, the universe. <laughs> I've got to I try mean, this next know, time I'm, I'm back. I'm not quite sure. So if I spin a top sure. the wrong way in Australia, then something happens with the universe. Why do Why do you get makeup but I don't? You did get makeup. I was talking to you in the makeup chair. I look like Nosferatu. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little shine on my forehead. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Look. Cut to the. See that? Look at that. That right there. Oh yeah, and your widow's peak. Yeah, I know. Yeah. How do you, How come you've still got hair? Well, I have somebody else's hair. Oh, really? Is yeah. that effective? What? The hair transplantation? Oh, I never had a transplantation. Well, why do you have someone else's hair? I got a, I got a rug, a toupe. Oh, a toupe. Okay. A toupe. And what does it look like under it? It's a very good one. I'm bald. Would you like to see it? Yeah, please. I can't. Oh, it's stuck too hard today. It's stuck too hard. Can, yeah. can you just rip it? Can, do we have any solvents? Do you have any questions? Maybe some solvents. A solvent? Some kind of a solvent to just get, get the glue yeah, off. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, our viewers comment as they watch this online, and someone's just commented. Natalie says, on the Today Show, you said that Amy Schumer is the funniest person in the world. How does she compare to Letterman? Oh, Letterman's funnier. But I, I was talking about the, 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 the new generation of people that are out. Yeah. I consider, personally, and I take myself out of the equation, uh, that... Amy Schumer is the funniest person in the world. Now, if I were to put myself in the equation, I would say Amy Schumer is the second most funniest person in the world. Well, you already said Dave's more funnier, so she's third now. Well, Dave, yeah, but Dave's retired. But he's still a person. I know, but it's hard to know if he's funny or not because he's, uh, 
He's living in uh, uh, Wyoming with a buffalo going, ah! I don't, think, I don't believe he is. I think he's just back in Connecticut where he, where he always lived. <laughs> That's what, what's his name? He used to say Rickles. Rickles used to say that well, he used to say, Wyoming? No, he used to say uh, there's one guy in a shed with a rake going, ah! Like, did he just say stuff that made no sense? <laughs> That's what I loved about Rick. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, I had Jim, Jim Brewer on the, on oh, the show. Oh, I love Jim uh, Brewer. Yeah, he was talking about... He's a, a nice a, boy. He was talking about a sketch that you guys were doing on nice SNL. Nice kid, yeah. Where you were supposed... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I didn't know if that was willfully condescending. Oh, no, no, no. Or, no, yeah. no, I meant he's a great boy. <laughs> no, he's a, a man. Boy. He's a man. Yeah, he's a man. He's he a grown always, man. He always seems like a, he has a childlike. He does. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and he's also always seems stoned. Which is weird, you know, even though yeah, he's not. Yeah, yeah, his eyes, his eyes have yeah. that. But uh, he was talking about this sketch where you were going to be playing Rod Sterling from the Twilight Zone. Uh, Serling, we call Rod, it. Sorry, what's Rod Sterling. Right. And you were going to be doing this big, big impression. Uh, and Chris Kattan was oh, yeah. annoyed that you weren't in character doing the impression through the whole rehearsals. And just before you went to air live, this happened. Take a look at Jim describing the scene. I'll just say, goes, uh, hey, Uncle Dan, and everyone's a real pain in the ass like you, and uh, you're screwed. Nobody likes you. Nobody likes you. Nobody can stand you. I can't stand you. You ask me around anyone. Three seconds. And he just insulted him on such levels that was so wrong that I can't repeat. And Lily, when the sketch started, he turned and goes, imagine if you will. I just <laughs> nailed it. Do you remember that? Do you remember what he said? I remember that. Yeah, I didn't say what he said. He was saying he was being. He was paraphrasing and, and being and, kind. And being what did you kind. say? <laughs> well, uh, Chris is a great guy, but he used to bring around uh, women all the time to the show. You know, big, tall women. You know, big bruisers. You know, and he'd say, "Look, I'm heterosexual." I mean, he wouldn't say that out loud. But that's what the picture, that would be the caption on the picture in the New Yorker. Boy, those are funny. So it was something related to his sexuality. Maybe. But listen, if I call a person gay, that man, that ain't no insult. It's a good thing nowadays. Yeah, yeah. if you say it's an insult, you're the homophobe, not me. Correct. Yeah. Supreme Court says so. That's absolutely. Uh, we, uh, we've got one. Do you uh, think the think... LGBT community, do you know, first of all, do you know, even know what it stands yeah. for? Yeah. What is that for? Lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender. Uh, is it? I don't know if you're right. But. I mean, you can make up whatever acronyms you want. Well, you got a computer, you can look it up. I'm not going to look up what LGBT means. Well, somebody I know can what tell LGBT us is, means. I don't I just think that's what you. it means. Because, because B, I mean, all Bs are G. All bisexuals are gay? Well, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, right? <laughs> well, they have gay components. So all, they can yeah, be attracted to. All Bs to. are G. Uh, all Bs, all Ls are B. I'm sorry. Well, you're saying all bisexuals are gay I'm trying to do some lesbian. syllogisms. No. <laughs> I'm saying, do you think any of them go, oh, she's a... I wonder if those... Do you ever think at the meetings they go, uh, uh, could I, because, you know, they, in their community, the LGBT community, I don't know where it exists, where, it, where they have their headquarters, but do you ever think the L's, the G's, and the B's go, I have an idea. The T's, you know, I, I think it's LGB sounds good. And then somebody else will go, somebody with a hat, 
that looked like Carmen Miranda's, would go, no, I like LGBT. <laughs> and then the other person, you're going to get a lot of trouble for this segment. This I'm product. not. What? I'm not. I love everybody. You know what I mean? There's Without a... love, what do we got? There's I don't care point. if a guy's a guy, a girl, a guy, girl. I couldn't care less. I love them all. What do you I'll, make of... Uh... I'll have sex with any of them. So you're the bee. Huh? You're the bee. No, I'm just, I'm a person that is so tolerant that I would have sex with an L, a G, a B, or a T. Isn't that nice? But I would not have sex with a straight person. <laughs> um, we've got some questions on Periscope. We're also on Periscope. Oh, cool. I was trying to get on that. Post Live. We're streaming wow, on man. the Periscope. Oh, really? Uh, w w so watch the heart shoot out, man. Yeah. Pink ones, the blue ones. Oh, oh they're loving it. Yeah. They're loving it. Uh, someone says, will Norm bring his podcast back? And someone says, does Norm want a career in golf commenting? <laughs> Which you practically have because you do these very I do love. I, al I already am a golf commentator. I just use a, uh, a new uh, uh, media uh, outlet to, to, to comment on it. Twitter. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Which is uh, is way but you far, probably, far probably, past television. You probably don't get the. They don't give me this. That's the problem. And they don't give me any cash. No, any, Twitter doesn't. Money. They don't. You don't get paid for Twitter, yeah. Norm. So I'm like, I said, man, I'd like to get on Twitter because I'd like to make a lot of money and I'd like to get some of this. But nothing. Uh, but that doesn't matter, you know. It's for the art, you know. And uh, so I think maybe your manager needs to speak to you about lucrative opportunities versus non-lucrities. Ah, take your filthy lucre and make it filthier. <laughs> <laughs> I think Scott has. Do we have one more question from Scott? Uh, Scott, jump back in uh, and you can wrap. You asked me about my podcast. I, oh yeah, that's right. Well, Periscope did. Yeah, Is Periscope it coming back. Yeah, the problem with my podcast, I only get guests that are interesting, unlike you. You know, you have to just, whoever they throw in here, you know, you have to. Yeah, but you're good. You're interesting. I'm all right. I, you know, if we could start it all over, I would, you know. What would you start with? Um, I, for, first of all, I'd just start with how much I, uh, I love uh, Caitlyn Jenner and how courageous I think she is. And, uh, and all transgenders, you know, are courageous, you know. Um, except the ones that uh, are serial killers. I don't care for them. I'm torn, actually, with the, with the, because I love the part of them that is transgender so much. There's only been two in the history of the world, you know. Transgender people or transgender serial killers? Transgender serial killers. Ed Gein, and there was another fellow. Lady, lady. And uh, so I'm torn because the transgender part of them I love so much, and the serial killer part of them, I mean, I don't care for that. You know, I mean, you know, let me just go out on a limb here and say, I am against psychosexual sadists who slay people. But it's a difficult balance, because on the other hand... I love, love transgender so much. Yeah. I love them. Well, you know, if I could, if I could have sex with a transgender every day for the rest of my life, I'd be a happy man. As long as they're not straight. 
Yeah, I don't want no straight people. I don't like straight people. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. No, everybody but straight people. Everybody I but love. straight people. Straight people, I got no use for. <laughs> well, is this odd? I could Has just this been an odd <laughs> interview for you. <laughs> I love Skippy it. Skippy the Bush. Kangaroo. I love odd interviews. I love interviews where Rock, I don't know where they're going to go. Harris. Because I know that you can handle it. You know, uh, sometimes got a lovely bunch of coconuts. That wasn't Ralph Harris. What was Ralph Harris's coconut song? I don't know, but it was probably racist. Oh, was he racist? I don't know. He's an old, like, Australian man. Yes. yes. All old, old, oh, yes. You're yes right. old, old people are racist. Uh, we, you know, even, we can, we can even against Australians, you know? Yeah. People, yeah. Australians are, are particularly racist. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, can sit all, I can sit here all day, but your your publicists would kill me. Oh, oh. They'd go crazy. If you sat here all day, even if I yeah. left? No, if you left, that'd be fine. Oh. I will be sitting here all day. <laughs> what else am I going to do? <laughs> i got other, I got other stuff to do. i got other people to interview. You're wow. not the only one, Norm. You're a charming fella. Oh, thank you. How long were you in the... Uh, let me just turn the tables for a moment, you know? Interview the yeah. As long as you take the flack you know for the I mean? fact that I'm not rapping. I mean, you're the journalist. You're the one that, that uh, whose job it is to, uh, you know, afflict the, the, the <laughs> I can't think of the term anymore. You afflict the uh, powerful, and you, you you. I hold the powerful to account. That's what you do as that's a representative of the fifth estate. The fifth? Mm -hmm. I didn't know there was a fifth. Apparently there is now. <laughs> there's a fifth one? Yeah. Uh, is how, there a third triumvirate? There's a, th there's a lot of estates. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of estates, Norm. Uh, okay. Now, I gotta, you're a good man. i got to kick you out. All right, baby. Otherwise your publicist. I love you, man. I love you too, Norm. It was really nice. I mean, I don't love you in that way. Well, unless. Unless. Unless I'm not straight. Yeah. Are Much you? more coming up, Norm. Are you? Watch this space. All right. Thanks for joining us. You thanks to our community. Thanks to our community members for their questions. And you can be sure we to check out the Scots. newest. We never got to Scots, but we didn't get to Scots. Scott had a question. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got his first one though. He was the same guy. Oh, same fella. Yeah, same fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the new the newest season of Last Comic Standing is on NBC tomorrow, July twenty second. Keep watching Half Post Live. Plenty more conversations coming right up. <laughs>